welcome to the Critical Yoga Studies podcast. Yep. What is Savage, legend, oh. legend. No, I'm humbled. I'm humbled. True, like a true, uh, like a true legend. I feel like everybody I know in Pittsburgh that's a black or brown woman who is now currently a yoga teacher became that because of your teacher trainings. Mm. I just set curated a space so that they could become what they were supposed to become. So on this highlight reel, we are going to take a moment to just let some of the most beautifully dropped gems breathe. So that has to do with Felicia's statement of what her yoga practice is, us talking about both anti-black and anti-Indian sentiments and actions prejudice and racism we talk about parenting we talk about healing about the things that we the parts of commercialized yoga that inspire feelings of loss you know uh, losing the guru shisha relationship um, things like that you know for me my Raja Yoga practice is about me reclaiming my humanity and grounding that reclamation in love. Felicia goes on to talk about her experience witnessing yoga being gentrified all around her in her home community that she grew up in. Gleaming off of the practice, just the feel-good part of it, but without acknowledging the trauma Right. Um, And when I say acknowledging the trauma, I mean, specifically, Rupa, people aren't practicing this self-reflective practice of looking at them, what they're how they've how they've come to where they are, even in terms of family lineage. The first person it dishonors is themselves, because then I can't be in right relationship if you are not looking at yourself. And I'm looking at me, and then we come together, then so you're going to disrespect me and not even know how to check yourself or receive constructive criticism? Like, I can't, how can I be in right relationship with you? We can't. So then that lessens the intimacy of our relationship. So I'm not seeing you as fully human, even though that's my practice. I do want to come back to your relationship with her because I feel like this is a a very strong theme in my discussions with sister friends, brown and black, is the healing 
that we all do when we are in a traumatic relationship with another black woman or another indigenous woman, a brown woman. So in that last clip, it was just a portion of a longer discussion we kept coming back to about relations amongst black and brown women, how we treat one another. And Felicia talked about her relationship with a woman she studied under seriously for six years, whose name she can't even use, you know. The next clip, we talk about how it is to see our own, quote-unquote, other black and brown folks being in yoga in a very capitalist, kind of hegemonic way, buying into everything. I do see people, black and brown, in it, you know, to win it in a very capitalist sense. Oh, yeah. In it to win the followers, in it to, and I don't feel like there's anything inherently wrong with that because we all have to play this game mm-hmm. whether we want to or not. We're in it, right? That's real. And we have just a, such a small modicum of control over our own futures, and it can be dashed away at any given moment. So I, I understand why people are mm-hmm. like lighting upon this yoga that seems, you know, profitable at a breakneck speed and powerful mm-hmm. in. You know, in such such um, branded ways, you know, powerfully peaceful, powerfully good, powerfully right, you know, powerfully whole. And wouldn't we all love to be that? Mm, And so I think, like, I feel a sadness at the way that I feel um, black and brown folks in yoga, getting yoga through whiteness and then and then accepting it. In all the ways, and not just whiteness, but capitalism, um, racial capitalism, and mm-hmm. you know, so I, mm-hmm. I understand mm-hmm. something about that loss. In this next clip, I asked Felicia about her relationship with the Black Yoga Teachers Alliance, and I go into my stance on being quote unquote Indian. Yoga Teachers Alliance? Hmm. See, because the reason why I ask you is, and I know I'm asking some tough questions, and I'm not asking it from a place of I'm perfect, or Indian people are perfect, or Indian history is a pure <laughs> ancient spiritual history. I don't I don't buy into that that line of unlayered, packaged you know, Indianness, and and also I don't even accept India and Indian as our own term for ourselves. I understand mm-hmm. that it's a really and truly more so a racial category. That's that's how that's my stance mm. because we're called Indians all over the world. Those who look similar, and I feel that we were created as a racial category. And India is not so far from you know Indus or Hind. But it's not our name for ourselves, you know. And so Bharat was the name of India. But even that's imperfect because there's so many languages. And we weren't, we weren't a nation in the way that we understand now. We were, you know, different regions and kingdoms and queendoms, etc. On this next clip, we talk a bit about the anti-black racism in Indian and South Asian communities and how... There's also anti-Indian prejudice and racism uh, in black communities as well. 
and how it's a legacy we've been handed, but we can try to adjust how we deal with those cards. The way that we are anti to each other isn't just about hate. It's also just about elimination from the whole equation, like right. just ignoring yep. Yep. that each of us exists. exists. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, mm -hmm. and I feel that we've been handed that. Mm -hmm. But we also, right now, all we control is what we <laughs> can bless you. Bless you. you. Mm -hmm. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> That's Rabbi Ali, also <laughs> part of the podcast. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> At this point in the podcast, my little one, four-year-old Ravi Ali, has entered the discussion, and we begin to talk about the yogi path as a parent and as a single parent, which both of us are or have been. <laughs> the real expert yogi. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> our children. Our children. Let them lead. Oh, my yes. goodness. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Um... I mean, and maybe that's where the conversation starts is like, like for me as a mother, no matter how much work I've done as a single mother, 100% single mother, I have moments almost every day where I'm appalled at my behavior. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's real. I'm torn to pieces <laughs> by myself. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm in charge in, in charge of your, your life and <laughs> I'm falling short. Like how... Then we get into wanting to be healthy and how that doesn't always fit in a social justice movement paradigm. But we're just trying to be healthy to live for all our responsibilities and love. I'm trying to heal from deep trauma mm -hmm. and I'm trying to continue to exist and be healthy and be healthy. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the wanting to be like healthy in my body into my old age mm -hmm. is really one of the things that has like plucked me apart from social justice organizing <laughs> clicks. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's real because it's not healthy. It's not healthy. <laughs> then I start going off about how I feel when people talk about, oh, I went to India and I have this guru and just my own experience with that. It's one of the things I feel like I resent <laughs> that brings up feelings of resentment when I hear it in folks who are in yoga in this sort of like packaged way where it's like, well, who did you, t you know, learn under? And, you know, well, I, I have a, you know, guru in India and I always and it's like, well, that's that's great for you. I learned under my colonized parents. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And they taught me a lot about why we need to liberate. Yes. That's so very true. And I don't want to be all right under their armpit anyway. And not to, I'm not trying to no. racialize since people no. always talk about Indians as stinky and shit. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. I it's mean, like, I know that there is that, but there's that amongst all our people. Everybody I, got I'm their very orders. stinky. So I, you know, I was like, I'm kind of, you know, no, I'm kind of offended just... when folks talk about stinky because I'm very stinky. <laughs> Absolutely. You catch me in a moment and it's just a right. moment. Guess what? You yeah. know, this is a big world. You got to move on then. We end off with my little one, Ravi, on the mic. He talked about how he responds when people get mad. Matter of fact, we, I need to apologize right now to him, too. I'm sorry, little one. Are you okay? 
just doing our best out here and we take a deep breath together and then I share a song that we both sang together at the end okay you guys want to all take a deep breath together yes let's take a deep breath together Thank you, thank you. Thank you this so was much. beautiful. So that's the highlight reel. Thank you so much for listening to episode one, a pilot. Uh, edition of the critical yoga studies podcast and project for more on felicia lane savage you can look up yoga roots pgh or yoga roots on location on instagram and you can also look up yoga diva three the number three so y-o-g-a-d-i-v-a three for Felicia Savage Friedman, who has trained hundreds of yoga teachers of color in particular and people of various means because she does not charge a market rate for her yoga teacher trainings. And um, also I wanted to share that all the music that you've heard here is based on one song about letting go and just when you think that you've already let go, there's something else to let go and it's a song that um, I built this hook around when my little one and I were living in India recently for my research on yoga tourism that I used uh, in my dissertation so thanks again for listening if you want to listen to the whole episode it is there as episode two which is essentially just the raw uncut uh, conversation with Felicia Savage Friedman of 15206.